0: Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Empowerment with Elizabeth. Today, I'm here with my new friend, Lila, and she is going to talk to us about, you know, her year as a state title holder, her CSI, her talent, all the things. So Lila, tell us a little bit about yourself.
1: Hi. Yeah, thank you for having me. My name is Lila. I am 22 years old, a graduate of UW-Madison. I studied journalism there, and I also work as a journalist part-time right now. Um, Talent, I play the piano. I'm a pianist. I love to read. I'm an avid reader. I have a couple cats that I love at home and that's me in a nutshell. <laughs> I love it. I love it. She does it all.
0: Um okay, so talk a little bit about how you got into pageantry.
1: Sure. I well, first of all, I was the little girl every year that would watch Miss America, Miss USA, Miss Universe, all of the big ones. I just thought it was always fun. I always thought it was really cool to see women feel empowered and be proud of the fact that they are empowered and be able to share that on a stage as big as Miss America. So when the time came about, when we got a letter in the mail from a system called National American Miss, uh, we decided that this was the perfect stepping stone to gaining more confidence. Truly, Um, I was afraid to order at a restaurant, right? Like I would never raise my hand in class. And my parents really wanted that to shift a little bit for me, and I just so happened to fall in love with it. And so all of that coupled together, uh, here we are today. I love it. I love it. And then you
0: chose Miss America because you have been watching it, I'm assuming?
1: Yeah, Miss America. I, I always felt drawn to it because not only is it the epitome of a well-rounded woman, but also... Oh, it's near and dear to my heart because I love the performance value aspect of it. I struggled through college a little bit financially. So the scholarships really meant a lot to me. Um, So it just felt like it felt like home when I started to compete with the Miss America system. So, yeah, I love it. I love it. Okay, so
0: you said that you're a pianist. So talk to us a little bit about that. Like, have you been doing that your whole life? Um, Was that just a talent that you started because you were like, oh, I need a talent. Um, You know, what went through what goes through your mind when you're picking a piece, all the things.
1: Yeah. Okay. Great questions. I started piano. I was probably about three years old. My preschool had a program. It was something that was always a part of my life. My parents loved music, kind of born into it. Uh, and from there, obviously you have your lessons every week, right? So I've really been playing my entire life up um, until I graduated from high school, a little bit into college. Um, oh my gosh. Choosing pieces. I have not chosen a new piece actually for five plus years. Um, And it sounds crazy, but I just, I, every time I went to go sit down to pick a new one, I couldn't find anything better. I didn't find anything that I liked more. I didn't find anything that spoke to me more into me. Like I just didn't need to change something that wasn't broken. So obviously we've played a lot of stuff throughout the years but when it comes to competition, I've stuck with the same one and you know what? It got me to the Miss America stage. So, so be it, right? <laughs> yeah, you're doing something, right? So yeah, you're right, so good. don't exactly. we'll fix it. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Um, Okay,
0: so talk about, we talked about talent, you know, talk about your favorite phase of competition. What is it? And then tell us a little bit about why that phase is your favorite.
1: Interview hands down. There was a time that I never would have said that. The onstage part is fun, but there's something about connecting with individuals that, get what you're trying to do in that moment. They understand the importance of the work that you've put in up until this point. They, they get what it means for you to be in that room and to be able to share your story, to be able to share why you're standing here is, is always, Um, so that's hands down my favorite. Um, But everything else is fun. Like, of course I love walking in an evening gown. Of course I love performing my talent. So that's a hard question, but interview stands out most to me
0: i'm an interview girl too i'm right there with you
1: (laughs) okay so talk about what your csi is you know what is
0: it talk about what you've been doing this year as a state title holder any projects that you've got going on
1: yeah basically my initiative is journalism 101 right it's titled breaking down breaking news um and the whole point was when i became a journalist i realized how many people don't know much about the journalism world they don't recognize what a trustworthy headline might look like. What a good what source is a good source. Aspects that are in, ingrained into our culture right now, right? Like the news is ingrained into our lives, but we don't really know what good news is. We just kind of are very passive viewers of this really big public resource. So my goal is to equip people with simple knowledge that can help their everyday life, right? What does a good headline look like? Um, What can you find red flags in news articles? Um, What sources should you best go to? Local sources are always better than national sources, right? And tidbits of information that you might learn in a simple first class in journalism is, is really some of the cornerstone pieces that we need to understand this big digital world that we have and this big journalism world that we have. Um, so my goal is to help citizens, young and old, feel less frustrated and and feel like they can hold their journalists accountable because that ultimately is the most empowering thing we can do as a society.
0: Yeah, I love that. And it, I'm a public health, um, I'm getting my public health master's right now. And awesome. um, that's something that we literally did an activity this past semester where we We each picked like a different article and that talked about a specific study with public health. And we had to go through and like determine if the article was actually giving Mm -hmm. the correct information from the study. So that's such an important, you know, tool and really any, um, any career that you have, you've got to understand, you know, if what you're reading is, you know, valid and you know Mm -hmm. reputable so I love that and it's so unique too I don't think I've ever heard of anybody that has that CSI so that's super cool
1: thank Uh, you I I love hearing that that is that type of activities being implemented especially at your level that's really good to hear so
0: oh yeah oh yeah my professors are like big into that they're like that's not even
1: true like no that's not
0: (laughs) (laughs) Cause that is like half of public health is like, what's his yeah. perception? What's the public's perception?
1: So exactly. That's and a- along those same lines, right. To piggyback off of that, There are professionals that I've heard that are frustrated with how their profession is portrayed in the media or frustrated with how their line of work is talked about. And to bridge that gap, like how powerful would we be if all of these entities could come together and have a conversation about what would be the best for individuals? And that to me, it can it can grow into something big like that. So that's awesome.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. This one's kind of hard. So just forewarning. Why do you think the judges selected you to represent the state?
1: I genuinely think that they, they got to know me for my truest self. And it sounds very cliche when, when you hear girls compete and, and they do really well. And the only thing they have to say is, well, be yourself. But the thing is, They want to crown somebody that they feel like they know. They're not actually judging you on who you are. They just want to feel like they had a connection with the person that they put the crown on their head with. So I always just kind of, I made it a point to feel like I was hanging out with my best friends. Like it sounds crazy, but you have to kind of have that mindset of they're not scary, right? They're humans. They can be, they can be um, excited, intimidated, frustrated, just like all of us, right? So Getting down to the level of we're all just humans and keeping it real, honestly, um, I think was my biggest strength and and honestly is my biggest strength going into Miss America as well. So I think, I think, I guess we'll never know, but (laughs) right. That's why it's a hard one. That's why it's a hard one. Everybody's like, I don't know. I'm like, that's also
0: Um, okay. So talk about the biggest shift from being a local title holder. I don't know how many years you competed, but I'm assuming that you were a local title holder this year and then transitioning into becoming a state title holder. What's different?
1: Ooh, a difference is mostly getting very specific, specific about my organizational plans, because although I, I really anticipated the jump from tasks that I would have, right. I knew that it was going to be a busier year. I knew that I was going to feel more hectic. So I really did prepare myself going into it. I mean, in college, I, I went to school part-time. I had a full-time job and then a part-time job on top of that. So yeah. I, I yeah. And and so out of force a little bit because I had to get myself through school, but also I knew it was preparing me for something bigger. I didn't know what that was. Uh, but when, when I was even in top five, my question was, how are you going to juggle this year. And and that was also my answer was, I feel like I know that I've been prepared for this moment in some way or another. Uh, so while obviously the hours are much longer, right? Like 20 plus hour days are not normal, but sometimes it happens. Uh, life gets crazy with people and now you have a lot of, uh, you have a big team behind you. You're, you're getting to know all of them, right? So There is a lot of changes in that way, but at its core and the way that you carry yourself through the stress, that doesn't really change. So that makes sense. That makes sense.
0: Okay. So talk about your prep for Miss America, you know, it's next week. So I know you've probably been crazy prepping. So what has that looked like? Was there anything that was shocking? Was it what you expected? Walk us through.
1: Actually, it totally wasn't what I was expecting for, because here's what i didn't i thought okay i was going to be crowned miss wisconsin and i was going to change my talent and do this like a different piece that was even better or get an even better gown right like but the technical aspects of competing are all kind of there already there's only so much that you can walk there's only so much that you can practice piano there's only so much and then it was like, well, so what is it? And it was a lot of personal reflection. You you end up knowing yourself so well in and out, really. Um, and you're ready for them to ask them anything and everything because you've thought about what it would be like to be Miss America. You've thought about what it would be like to not be Miss America. What are your goals in either route? Maybe the goals are the exact same either way. And, and so a lot of reflection, a lot of self-work that – looks like me journaling at my desk but really is Miss America prep and and I think that's really cool because we don't see those aspects of the women that you see on stage we don't see all the reflection and the personal work that they've done to get up there and like honestly sometimes the gown is is the last thought at the end of the day so so it's it's really putting forth that mental and and physical, but more so that mental load of, of how do I want to best showcase myself and my goals and be the best that I can be the best version of myself. That's what I'm trying to say. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Okay. Our like, words, the words are not coming. I'm like, shoot. It happens to the best of us, you know? <laughs>
0: um, okay. If you could give one piece of advice to a first year title holders so or final question, what would it be?
1: never lose sight of why you started it's so easy to get caught up in years and years of competition and we meet some really awesome people and then we're years deep and then we we don't we don't feel like we're getting where we want to get and sometimes it gets overwhelming just know that there's a reason why you started and know that that is what carries you through every single day Day, truly. Um, that girl from the beginning who had that dream, who had that spark, that is who carries you through to the end. So stay true to her and stay true to why you started. Um, because nobody can take that away from you. Material things come and go. Crowns and titles and awards come and go. Money comes and goes. But what doesn't is that version of yourself that you had at the beginning. And that's what I would say to a local, a first-timer. That's some good wisdom so, right here. Remember so why. even think about. Yeah. It's so sweet to see all the, oh, I love seeing the teens and the new contestants. Like they have that fresh spark that, uh, sometimes it just, you, I love to see it because it's, it's, you see it in the newbies and it's really awesome.
0: Yeah. It's refreshing. It is. It is.
1: Exactly. Thank you. That's the word. It's refreshing. It's
0: nice to see. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much, Lila, for coming on. I know that you're insanely busy with Miss America Prep. So I so appreciate you for taking time out of your day to come chat with me on the pod. And um, just know that we'll be rooting you on from Texas and Mississippi and cheering for you the whole way through next week. So you're going to do amazing.
1: Um, And I will see the rest of you guys on our next episode. Bye, y'all.